This talk is brought to you by iBiology.org, and this audio was taken from a video available on our website. Hello, my name is Naliti Saul, and I'm the director of the Office of Career and Professional Development at the University of California, San Francisco. And this session is focused on helping you interview effectively. There are three steps to think about when interviewing. And the way I think about it is that there's sort of three benchmarks that you should be thinking about. One, do you know how to prepare for an interview? Two, can you actually articulate the goal, the structure, and the strategy of an interview? And then three, do you have a sense of the overall strategy to basically respond to interview questions effectively? So let's get into it. Now, when students find that they have an interview, one of the first things they do is a good thing, which is that they go online and they look up interview questions, how to interview, postdoc interview questions, um, and they start to compile a list of interview questions. And that's a good way to prepare, but a better way to prepare is actually to focus not so much on questions, but to first nail down what your game plan is about an interview. To understand a game plan, it helps to understand sort of the way that an interview is structured. At its core, an interview is an exchange of information. And one of the things to think about is that there's information that by the time the interview is over, you want to tell this person who is interviewing you, and there's information that you want to know from them. And that is an excellent way to start to prepare for your interview. You basically find a piece of paper. You write on one side of the paper, everything I want to tell, and on the other side, everything I want to know. And then you start to basically sort of do a brain dump. On the side of what you want to tell, that could include everything about your academic training, everything about your professional skills, everything about your interests, both in terms of why you're interested in pursuing this area of research, plus why you specifically are thinking about this lab, and also why this is a good fit when you're thinking of your career goals. On the side of what you want to know, you may have questions about the expectations, about the lab itself. You may have questions about what career support you might get, performance expectations overall, um, institutional support available at that institution, funding. You may have questions about what you'll be even able to take from the lab. But the main thing that's incredibly helpful is to just put it all down on paper. Before you wonder about how you're going to get that information, you need to start to really think about what is it that you want to know. The reason why this is important is because this actually is now your structure. That your goal in every single interview question is to share something on the side of what I want to tell. Um, and your goal when they say, do you have any questions for me, is to basically let them know how many of the questions they've already answered. For example, if they say, do you have any questions for us? You might say, you know, thank you so much for asking. You've already spoken a great deal about what your expectations are. Uh, in your lab and you've talked a little bit about career support, what I'm just wondering a little bit about is how you specifically negotiate with postdocs um, about what information or what, what data they're able to take from the lab. So the point is, is that every single exchange in this interview um, helps you get closer to your understanding of whether or not this is a good fit for you and also focuses on telling the person who you're talking to why you believe you're a good candidate. The way you kind of think about it is thinking about the question that says, how do you know you've had a good interview? 
the idea is, is that by the time the interview is over, 80 to 100% of what you wrote on the side of what I want to tell has been shared in some way, shape, or form. And maybe 20 to 100% has, of what you wanted to know has been found out. And the reason why there's a difference, um, it, the difference in terms of what you want to tell and what you want to know, has to do with what the person who you're talking with um, needs to understand. What you want is for them to be able to make an informed decision about you. Um, they already read your application materials. They're already uh, intrigued by what you've said. Pretty much every single interview question, therefore, is going to focus on more detail, more examples, more information, because they're trying to get a fuller picture of who you are as a candidate. If they already had it, then they wouldn't even need to interview you in the first place. And so your goal is to make sure that they have as much information as possible and once again can make that informed decision. On the other hand, if you think about the way interviews are structured, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, you may only have an opportunity to ask one to two questions of anybody you talk to. But the good news is, is that if you ultimately get selected for the opportunity, the thing that you can say is, thank you so much for this opportunity or for the offer. I'm very excited. I just have one or two more questions um, that would help me further understand a little bit more about this, about your opportunity. And so you have an opportunity, another sort of bite at the apple later. So focus primarily on what it is that you want to tell. Okay, so that's how you prepare for an interview. But let's actually drill down into what exactly is the goal, the structure, and the strategy of an interview. There are three goals for every single person in an interview. On the side of the person who's interviewing you, they want to actually verify and better understand your experience. They want to assess how, in this case, if it's a postdoc opportunity, how you'll benefit the lab. And they also want to convince you to come to their lab, because if you're a strong candidate, they would like to woo you. On your side, as I said before, your goals are to make a case that your skills, your knowledge, your interests, your expertise can contribute to the lab. Um, it's also an opportunity for you to assess whether or not this lab can actually meet your goals. And ultimately, for you to determine not just can it meet your goals, but is this a place that you want to work? Is this a place that you see yourself? One of the factors about whether or not this is going to be a great fit for you has everything to do with your values, your work style, and your goals. And so when you're asking questions, one of those set of questions can certainly be, what are the expectations for a person who starts a postdoc in your lab for the first six months? And then you can ask the postdoc, how did you come to understand what the expectations were in the first six months? But at the same time, I think it's also valid valid and valuable to ask the postdoc, what do you like about being in this lab? Um, what are the things that uh, set you up for, that you feel set you up for success? In what ways have you appreciated um, the fact that your PI has, or the lab has supported you? The point is, is that if you ask really open-ended questions and allow a person to fill in the answer, you'll probably get much more accurate data in that in my experience, people who basically work in labs that they see as supportive are usually incredibly open and willing to talk about that experience. And people who are not in functional labs are a lot more reserved. So the way you basically kind of figure out whether or not this lab is a great opportunity isn't by actually seeking candor, as in people will tell you things like, no, this lab is horrible, you should totally run. Um, 
what you will get is, is a difference in terms of the level of detail of answers. Some of the things that you might listen for in a lab where the, they, people feel that their work style is appreciated, that, that they are supported, is that they can give tangible examples of like, here are the four things that my PI did for me. Something happened and these are the ways that my colleagues helped me. Um, I actually had a kid and, you know, and, and my PI was willing to work with me and figure out like how we were going to still keep on track regarding my career goals. That level of detail is so important. The fact is, is that it's not hearing it that's the sign that you are not in a lab that is going to be supportive of your career goals. So, for example, if you ultimately want to pursue, say, a non-academic career goal or, or you want to pursue a career outside the, uh, a faculty career, what you would hope to find is a lab where multiple people are talking about multiple opportunities to go to conferences or to go do informational interviews or to do internships or to find experiences that, um, that help them actually pursue that career goal. Plus that the PI was incredibly supportive and willing to give them time to interview or engage in that career exploration and also wrote them a letter of reference. If you don't hear that, it's not because you asked the question wrong. If you don't hear that, it's because it's not there. Now, when you're thinking about sort of the way that an interview is structured, it's helpful if you get an interview to actually ask the person who you're interviewing, would it be possible to just have a list of who I'll be meeting and have an agenda for the day? You can do some extra work around looking up those individuals and really get a sense of where you can share different parts of your message more effectively. Know that you're probably only going to be meeting three types of archetypes. You're going to be meeting a person who is going to be your direct supervisor, your PI, a boss if it's an employer. You then might actually meet what are considered peers um, in the lab uh, or at the organization. And you might actually meet people, if you're supervising them, you might meet subordinates. But those kind of three archetypes are very helpful because you can start to think about which questions you'd like to ask which archetype. In general, even though you have a long list of interview questions, you should know that most interviews, the specific interaction with a person, lasts between 30 minutes and an hour. The reason why that's important is that one of the ways that career counselors think about an interview is in five-minute increments, as in we can have an exchange within five minutes that gives me a chance to ask the question, you a chance to answer it, me a chance to ask a follow-up, you a chance to answer it. But if you think about that five minutes per question, in 30 minutes, that only gives you enough time for six questions. So because of that, it is super useful to actually go online and even look up those all those documents that say things like the top 10 questions that I was asked in a postdoc, or to go to your circle of support and ask them what questions were you asked, because then you can start to crowdsource what you're most likely to be asked. And then you won't get overwhelmed by going online, looking at a question list of like 40 questions and feeling you need to develop answers for all of them. The second thing about interviews is that there are really sort of two styles of interviews. There are, are super structured interviews, as in the person basically treats it like a like a, a research project. I have six questions. I'm going to ask everybody the exact same six questions. And so I'm going to, I, I'm not going to necessarily allow a lot of back and forth. I'm really trying to follow the, the steps. On the other hand, there are some people in you might interview who are incredibly casual. You will walk in, they'll just start off by saying, so tell me about you, or tell me about your research. 
The reason why this is important is because you can, no matter how the question is asked, if it's super structured or if it's really casual, your goal is still the same. Focus on what your key talking points are on the side of what you want to tell and how that opportunity, if it's two minutes or if it's 20 minutes, um, is an opportunity for you to push across the information that you want them to know to be able to make an informed decision about you. In general, the final thing I can say about the strategy is the following. Usually when people find out that they only have a chance to ask one or two questions at an interview, so if an interview is 30 minutes long, the person may spend 25 minutes asking you questions and you only get that final five minutes to ask questions back. The thought is, is that, oh, I should basically ask my full range of questions. So I'll ask a different question to everybody I talk to. But in fact, it's actually a lot more effective to focus on your priority goals. So for example, if your priority goal is to choose a lab where you know that you're going to basically get support or that it is supportive however you define it, then every single one of your questions ought to be a variation of that with whomever you're speaking with. So with the PI, you might ask, you know, can you talk to me about the ways that you've supported um, individuals in your lab in the pursuit of their professional goals? Um, when talking to a postdoc, you might say, you know, so in what ways do you feel that your PI has supported you towards your professional goals? And, and um, when you're talking to, say, students, you could ask that same question, which is, you know, so what do you appreciate most about your PI? The point is, is that you should focus on what are your priority goals and really focus your questions on those goals because what you want are two to three data points, two to three people telling, not just giving you the right kind of answers, but giving you also similar answers um, and also giving you answers that you basically feel are credible. Um, and usually you need more than one data point to basically feel that that answer is credible. So, um, when you are looking at that long list of interview questions, of which I'm sure there, there will be some uh, in the resource section, focus on thinking about which questions are most important for you to feel that you are making a, a, an excellent choice. And then focus your questions on those areas. Okay, so the final point is actually the first point, which is that the way to prepare effectively for an interview is to basically have your tell list, everything you want to tell, go online, find sample interview questions, and practice answering the questions by figuring out how many points about what you want to tell are possible to push into an answer that's about two to three minutes long. So if I'm asking you a question that says, so tell me about yourself, you would answer um, in a way that would say, well, this is my academic training, these are my professional skills, and this is why I was so excited to have an opportunity to apply for your lab. If I ask you about a time that, say, you dealt with a difficult colleague, um, and one of the goals the, that you want to share with me is that you feel that you are an effective communicator, then basically make sure that your answer highlights the way that you have tried to effectively engage and communicate the person you talk to. So the idea then is that every single question becomes a delivery um, system to actually share your talking points. And if you do that consistently, then by the end of the interview, the person who you're speaking with will basically feel that they received a consistent message from you throughout your interview. So those are the three steps that I encourage people to think of when actually preparing for an interview. Next, we'll talk a little bit about a job talk. Thank you.
Visit us at iBiology.org for more free talks from the world's top scientists. Funding is provided by the National Science Foundation and the National Institute of General Medical Sciences.